0: Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. We are going to dive today into annuities, the good, the bad, and the unknown. You're not going to want to miss it today on the Invest Well Show. All right, so let's jump in. I got a great guest that's joining us today, just so happens to be Joseph Featherstone. He's an investment advisor. He's a financial planner. He's really a great friend. I've known him for several years now, and he is involved with some of the firms that we have. Many of you know that I've been in the industry financially for about 21 years. He's involved with uh, not only Wall Private Wealth, but U.S. Private Wealth, helping families protect, grow, reduce taxes on their wealth. Well, we wanted to dive into this topic of annuities today specifically and just kind of unpack what are they. Uh, there's a lot of uh, misunderstood things about them. There's a lot of things that you don't know. Maybe there's been studies done by the Wharton School of Business. Uh, there's been the information put out there and research put out there uh, through guys like Roger Ibbotson that we've done some research with on de-risking portfolios at the New York Stock Exchange. And you know, I think this is so important just to talk about what are the different types what are the pros and cons, and how they may or may not be applicable to your specific situation. So that's the goal today, because I know there's a lot of information that's out there floating around. And in fact, when the Wharton School of Business study was written back in 2010, Professor Babel at the Wharton School, if you're familiar with them, obviously one of the top financial uh, schools in the country, right? And he talked about the fact that in their unbiased research about the fact that there's a lot of information that's being talked about about annuities specifically and it's inaccurate it's not correct and it's actually being spewed to the marketplace to you the consumer as though it is right a lot of it's from wall street driven uh uh, perspectives and so we wanted to say let's unpack these because i think there is value like anything else there's good and bad of everything and the goal today is to talk about it so joe thanks for taking a minute and absolutely joining us on the show i know you've had several years now of helping families with their wealth and uh all of that and i think what do you think from your perspective joe is one of the biggest um challenges that people face when it comes mm-hmm. to looking at these there's these preconceived mm-hmm. ideas of absolutely. good or absolutely
1: yeah there are and happy to be here first off i want to say that yeah you know i really appreciate about our firm that especially you michael and leading the charge but we have gone out of our way to really talk about this topic with clients and educate them because there is so much misinformation out there mm-hmm. about this topic. And we could, hey, maybe it'd be easier to avoid it sometimes, but sometimes it is really the right thing for a client and a right thing for their portfolio when it's designed properly and executed properly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we go out of our way to spend time communicating that and and sharing that information with the client. And it's really, really, really important for the right person. Now, annuities aren't right for everybody Yeah. In certain times of life, certain income levels, certain retirement needs, um, but there is great great products out there and that's i think what we're going to talk about today
0: yeah and, and and you know one of the things that joe mentioned which i think is so important you need to understand again in those other firms uh that we have which obviously is separate from this show i just wanted to have joe on because it's a real life story and he's going to be sharing some real topics and, and thoughts of an actual client experience which i think will be valuable to you just from an educational perspective just like you would do research you want to know how's How's does it look? What does it look like? You know, if you're going to buy a car, it's nice to know, hey, does somebody else own this? Does it run well? What are the What are the ratings look like? And so on and so forth. It's important to know that the lens that I have in the other firms and even that Joe has directly in the other firms um, as we're helping families with their wealth is coming from a lens of really a well-rounded, we call it our efficient portfolio process, which is our trademark process uh, through the advisory company, which is a fiduciary company. So when we're helping families, we're literally looking at adding private equity into the portfolio. We're literally looking at adding uh, market investments into the portfolio. We're literally looking at adding direct real estate opportunities into the portfolio. We're, we're looking at bringing in advanced tax planning into the portfolio. And then we're also looking at if it's appropriate insurance backed contract, which are the annuity structure. So I want you to understand that this isn't, ju- this isn't just like, you know, there's a lot of firms out there, Joe, that all they do is just sell mm-hmm. and sell annuities and that's mm-hmm. all they do. And then there's a lot of firms out there that all they do is just sell You know, investment advisory stuff. Well, you know, we make money when you make money, and it's, you know, we're on your side, and all that kind of stuff that you hear. Instead of saying, wait a minute, there's good and bad of everything, we got to find the good and bad and really create a plan. Mm -hmm. And we see that. Absolutely. And you've talked about it in your
1: book. um, I think chapter five talks about uncovering strategies to protect your wealth. And I think this is a really important strategy to understand for the high net worth individual that we work with. uh, There is, really important foundational strategies i know you talk a lot about the financial house and i'm sure you've talked about on this show many times but really the idea in setting up a plan a very simple key idea to talk through is the financial house and the foundation of that what does that look like because obviously in a house a foundation is is the most important part of that house Mm -hmm. so it's huge typically uh, you've worked your your whole life you've saved up your money you want to protect it you want to have it up to bat you want to be able to grow it but you want to protect it that's mm-hmm. paramount when you're mm-hmm. retiring so how yeah. can you do that appropriately how can yeah. you do that while still maintaining opportunity and flexibility and really when people think of annuities they're thinking of probably of four different types probably the immediate annuity and yeah we're going to talk about that but there is yep. there is actually it, it is a, a very interesting diverse space with real opportunity with products that aren't you know, overcomplicated with a bunch of riders and that are really designed for the high net worth individual. So yeah, I
0: think that's important to talk about. It, no, it's very important. And, and I want to liken it to this because Joe, you mentioned it that something and it's like when people think of stocks, right? If you've ever owned a stock and you're in a place where you've, you've bought a stock that you've lost money on, right? Or you bought a stock maybe that you made money on, which is, which is probably both has happened to you in your lifetime. Well, what happens is let's just say the only stock that you owned, you lost money on. And somebody said, do you like stocks? What do you think your answer is going to be? I don't like stocks Mm because you lost a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. you lost money. Well, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that all stocks are bad. That just means that you've had different experiences with different companies. And so you brought Mm -hmm. up a good point, Joe, and that is the fact that there are different types of annuity structures. So let's jump into them. You mentioned that a lot of people will look at immediate annuities traditionally. The four Mm -hmm. types of annuities, okay, and and this is going to be on the screen here, you'll be able to see, but the four main types. The first one is an immediate annuity. The second one is a fixed annuity. The third one is a variable annuity. And the fourth one is a fixed indexed or an equity indexed type product, which continues to evolve. And so first, I want to talk about the immediate annuity, which many of you think of, or many of you have heard of, either that or a variable annuity are really the two most common, Joe. And the immediate annuity is the idea that you give an insurance company a certain amount of money, and they will pay out a... Um, income to you for a, it's called period specific or a specific period of time, whether it be 15 years or 20 years, or if you choose, they'll pay it out uh, for your lifetime. So obviously the idea there is if you're 70 years old and you give an insurance company a million dollars, they're going to pay out a certain amount of money over a period of time. But then um, if it's for your lifetime and you die in two years, they're done paying. So what a lot of people do is they'll do it for a 15, 20 year period so on and so forth. That way, if they pass away, there's still money that's mm-hmm. being paid out to their, mm-hmm. to their heir. That's an immediate annuity, right? And that's what a lot of people think of. Typically, we don't recommend that we because you're you're technically giving up your value to the insurance mm-hmm. company. You lose access. Once you write that check and that money goes to them, you lose access to that, right? The second one is the variable annuity. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot with, with clients and they're thinking of, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with variable annuities kind of only. Why don't you take a minute and just kind of Talk about that just a bit, Joe.
1: Yeah. So I, I back to immediate annuities real quick. I think that is the general, uh, when you talk about information out there or or kind of general mm-hmm. ideology or understanding of annuities, when someone hears the word annuity, what is their reaction? What are they thinking? Yeah. That is kind of like the idea of some sleazy insurance salesman selling yeah. an immediate it's annuity true. to an yeah. 89-year-old widow who doesn't You know, isn't actually going to help her, and it locks away her money and limits her access. That's kind of the a lot of the marketing and understanding around it, and I think that does a disservice, just like, you know, a used car salesman. Well, sometimes used cars can be great; they can be awesome, but Mm -hmm. a used car salesman salesman gives used cars a bad rap. So, with the media annuity, I think that's the typical, and then the variable annuity as well. That is the idea of having the safety structure, but investing it in the market and exposing it to risk. And it's fee heavy. Um, Sometimes there's opportunity there. The idea is, okay. we want to grow this money um, as well. And so that's why people look at a variable annuity, but very fee heavy and complicated, not always
0: really in the best interest of the client. Um, Well, and I think, Joe, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when you look at a variable annuity, there's a lot of research that I've done over the years, uh, not only myself, but with other professionals, industry professionals. Uh, Lincoln actually brought me in with five other people in the country back in 2016 to actually help design a a product or or give input to designing on a product um, because they knew kind of some of our story and history. One of the things I'll say with uh, variable annuities that I think is really important is a lot of people don't understand that when you buy a variable annuity, okay, this means your value can go up and your value can go down. And as you mentioned, Joe, there is some guarantees that are offered from the insurance company, uh, but with a variable annuity at its base, it starts out with what's called an M&E charge, which is mortality and expense charge. And that can be anywhere from 50 basis points to as much as one and one and a half, 150 basis points. If you don't know what basis points are, 100 basis points, simple rule, 100 basis points, is the same as 1%. So if it's 50 basis points, uh, that would be half of a percent. Mm -hmm. If it's 150 basis points, that would be Mm 1.5%. And that's your fee each and every year. And then in addition to the variable annuity, they have things called subaccounts, right? Which are basically like mutual funds and different things like that, where you're investing in different things in the market. Now you're going to have a cost, an additional cost, to have those subaccounts added on. In addition to that, as you had mentioned, Joe, about riders, right? I mean, if you want to add additional riders, like, hey, your your value is going to grow at 5% a year guaranteed or 6% or 7% or 8% or whatever the rider number is, okay? You're going to pay an additional cost for that. So we have seen a lot of times when you unpack a lot of these variable, I'm going to be very clear, Variable annuities, you can see charges and costs inside a variable annuity anywhere between two percent one and a half to two percent is all the way up mm-hmm. to I've seen as high mm-hmm. as four to four and a half percent, which is very expensive. Now, if you think about that in the real world scenario, if you end up making ten percent as an example for the year, you have to you have to back off, you have to back off or take off those actual costs and charges. So a lot of times my perspective or really our perspective, I know your perspective, Joe, and the firm is we're helping families is if you're going to utilize, if you're going to be in the market, mm-hmm. you want to, you want to eliminate as much cost as possible. Mm-hmm. You're there to take some risk. We understand that. Mm-hmm. And so having that in the wrapper of a variable annuity, in our, our opinion does mm-hmm. not make sense. Now I know one last thing I'll say, I know there are some advisory annuities and some other things that can be either low cost or things like that, but I just don't think it makes sense to wrap it in the lens of annuity from a variable annuity. you were going to jump in there
1: i was just going to say i think it's a a product that is a little bit outdated and it's really kind of i think a product that's designed for a specific market and -hmm. it's really about more so the insurance company and the agent than it is maybe the best interest for the client you know that's strong language and um i'm sure there's great people out there that are selling variable annuities um but it, I think it, it. It when you're, like you said, in the market, you're in the market to take risk. If you're out of the market, you're looking for other things. You're looking for safety. And, yeah. and going back to the foundation, I know we're going to talk about fixed annuities, but why are you out of the market? What is safety? What are you looking for? Why would you use an yeah. annuity? And really it is, when you think of safety, safe money, you think of, money under the mattress maybe or a lot of or people think about bonds cds bonds uh, you know are very popular, bonds you know typical okay 80 20 60 40 is the older you get the more bonds you own but we've talked about this yeah. a thousand times bonds are in a end of a 30 year bull run interest yeah. rates are all-time lows bonds and you know if you don't know and i'm sure you can explain this but interest rates par bond values are inverse so if a right. if a the interest rate goes up, the the bond value goes down. So, right, it's you also have to look at those those things when you're talking about safety. And if you're in the market where you would be, where you would purchase bonds in the market, you really should be in the market to take risk uh, for looking for opportunity. Looking yeah, there's no, there's
0: not well, there's nothing wrong with that. It gives you liquidity. Private equity is a great play. You know, we we're a big fan of private equity yeah. and portfolios mm-hmm. and real estate opportunities. But when you look, again, when you're looking at the idea of safety, as Joe said, a lot of times the alternative or the thought from the, we'll call it the Wall Street driven thinking. Um, and I think one of the differences in, in my career or history and experience is, you know, I've always kind of been an independent thinker in a lot of ways. And so what's happened is, is it's caused me to say, what else is out there? How can we drive value mm-hmm. to investors, to consumers? You know, even, Joe, and I would talk, and you know I commentated for six years nationally, right, on Squawk Box and Fox Business and Bloomberg, all that, one of the things that I would talk about is I'd say, hey, I still use the idea of the foundation in the portfolio. We weren't opposed to markets or other things mm-hmm. like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. When we talked about the foundation, a lot of times mm-hmm. those networks would be like, oh, okay, you like that. Now let's talk about something else. They didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, why that was, I don't know. There's been a lot of research, again, from the Wharton School of Business. Uh, Professor Babel did a study, which, by the way, included a period of time. Uh, and we'll, we'll put a little uh, a blip on this on the screen, but it included the period of time from 1996 all the way to 2010. So basically that 14-year that period, and it did a, a five-year rolling period. So from 1996 to 2001, 1997 to 2002, 1998 to 2003. And it kind of showed what those returns were, you know, a- every single year averaged in over a five-year or over that period of time. What they found is that some of these products actually, some of these actually fixed index annuities, which we're going to talk about in a minute, actually outperformed uh, the market. The S&P 500 specifically is what they're talking about here. And this is important to understand because, you know, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. And again, if you're moving closer to retirement and you're looking for safety and you hear all this negative connotation about annuities, you say, well, okay, I don't like this. I had, you know, a buddy of mine heard about this was bad or my advisor said Mm -hmm. it's bad. Well, maybe it's because all your advisor does is Mm market-based investments. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to do that. Or they say, hell, these are super expensive. Or, you know, agents are getting a lot of money or they're getting a lot of commission. Let's just break that down for a minute in a second. Uh, But before we do that, I want to talk about fixed annuities, Joe. Fixed Mm -hmm. annuities really are very much like CDs. Mm -hmm. So, so So far we've talked about immediate annuities. We've talked about variable annuities, immediate, you know, you give the company money, they pay it out over time, variable, extra costs inside, riders, things like that. Um, fixed annuities are very much like CDs. So you go and if you've ever bought a CD before, not a, not a uh, CD like you listened to back in the day, we're talking about a certificate of a deposit. I call it a certificate of depreciation. <laughs> Actually losing money safely because you're not even keeping up with inflation, right? But- it's basically the same idea a fixed annuity they're going to give you a fixed rate of return for a period of time and that may or may not be right for somebody depending on what they want right there was a time where you
1: could get great uh returns with a yes yeah. maybe back in the 70s or 80s when interest rates were really high but with a fixed like you said it's a cd people are thinking thinking of safety think of maybe bank cds right um, but that's what we're talking about here is kind of the risk versus reward opportunity and going back to you talking about the rolling five-year period with that study from the
0: Wharton study, yeah,
1: that's really important to note because that mm-hmm. addresses the real rate of return, yeah, which is different than the average rate of return, which most investors look at. Most brokerage accounts, they you know you t- that's your statement shows the average rate of return for the year, and you yeah. look at the year like, oh, I did ten percent, but over a period of time, yeah, what your money actually did, factoring in losses, which are more impactful than gains, for example, let me give you this simple math. If you lose 30% Mm -hmm. of a million dollars, you have 700,000 left, right? Well, in order to get back to a million on that 700,000, you have to make 43%. -hmm. So that's why losses are more impactful than gains because it takes a lot to get back just to where you were, not counting growth beyond that. And then the time factor associated with getting back to that so in retirement, and, and if somebody's retiring and taking income. Exactly. Retirement, yep. taking income, that those are very, very important to look at. Talking about the rule of 72, the mm. re- real rate of return. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the rule of 72, it's taking the number 72. This is a, just a cool math thing. Mm-hmm. And dividing the re- return you're getting, you're actually getting, by 70, 72, by that number. And then you get how long a period of time it takes to double your money. So if you're getting 7% on that money, mm-hmm. it takes 10 Roughly 10 years Now, if you're getting five percent, it'll take like four, about 14 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So that's important to look at when you're looking at, okay, what is really out there? What do I really need to, to meet my goals and earn and protect my money? And, yeah. you know that, those are really, really important things to look at. Fixed used to be great, not so great right now, and we're going to talk about fixed index, but yeah. that's kind of the fixed
0: annuity world. A guaranteed rate of return for a period of time, you know, 3% every year for five years mm-hmm. or 5% every year, for, depending on the contract, depending mm-hmm. on the time, depending on the interest rates and so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, fixed index annuities, this is the last one. So again, we got immediate annuities, we got variable annuities, we got fixed annuities, and then we have a fixed indexed annuity. Sometimes it's also called an equity indexed annuity. Okay. Mm-hmm. And basically what it means is, is you're in a place where um, you can't lose your value. Right. You put your value in, you can't lose your value. And then you're in a you're in a place where you're you're connected or linked to some type of an index. And so when that happens, you have to say, okay, we're connected with some type of an index and and you're gonna make money based on how the index performs and what it mm-hmm. does. And that has really evolved, Joe, over the years. And so, you know, when you look at these, you know, you're you're literally in a place where you're saying, Um, how do these operate and how do these work? I think it's important to think about it this way because a couple factors that we just want to bring out, you know, a lot of people in the industry, right? Again, commentator for media, I've been all over the the block. I've coached a bunch of advisors in the country. We've been in a place where, you know, we've been fiduciaries for a long time in in some of those other firms. So this isn't just Mm a, hey, by the way, little buyer beware, if you're in a place where you connect with an advisor or a financial person, really, and all they're trying to do is just sell you annuities, and just put 100% of your money in an annuity that is not probably the right place to be that's my personal opinion probably not the right place to be i think you need to have a well-rounded plan including multiple facets and that's why we talked about the efficient portfolio earlier but when you take a look at these as an example what is often talked about joe is the fact that well these are these are really expensive and you're going to it's going to be a 7 you know 7% a year or 8% a year they make a lot of commission on these and so that's why they do them Mm -hmm. But if you really think about this for a minute, okay, let's say you have a million dollars, just as an example, let's say the upfront commission on some of these contracts and not all of them are this, let's just say it is 7%. Well, let's say you like the advisor you're working with, you like the firm, whatever. And they say, okay, here's an option, managed money or not managed money. Well, let's say they're charging you on the managed side 1% a year. And let's just say your money is in an investment of some sort for a 10 year period of time. As an example, well, what's 1% a year times 10 years? Well, it's 10%. And oh, by the way, that 1% per year is mm-hmm. being charged each year mm-hmm. on the new value. So if your value goes from a million to, you know, a million 50 to a million 80 to a million to 1.2 to 1.3, whatever, you're being charged on the managed side that 1% each and every year on that value. Now, that's not a negative. That's not a bad thing. I don't mind somebody making money and charging a fee on what they're doing. We do that, obviously, mm-hmm. on, the, on the advisory mm-hmm. side with private equity and, and market real estate and everything else. But if you actually look at it from a cost perspective to you, you know, 7% one time, which doesn't come out of your value, by the way. So if you put in a million, your value initially is a million. Whereas if you put in a million in the managed side and your fee is 1% a year, that $10,000 of of 1% comes out of your value Mm -hmm. that year. So you put in a million dollars of annuity, the firm or the advisor, whoever's getting paid, there's a commission there, but it doesn't come out of your value. And you're in a situation where that advisor, if they took the upfront commission, doesn't get paid again until 10 years. So really, if you are in a holistic firm, Joe, really looking at this from a comprehensive perspective, realizing that we're going to be servicing and connecting with the client over time, it's Mm -hmm. actually not the best way to make the most money Mm -hmm. in servicing the person. But a lot of consumers don't know that. They just, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just a one-time upfront. Now, if you are in a place where somebody's just selling you a product You know the 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 traveling salesman and they sell Mm -hmm. you an annuity and then they're gone well you're not going to get any service they maybe are selling it just for the commission and they're gone but if you're actually actually with a firm that's that's established that's been around that's going to service your account that's going to be there Mm -hmm. with you and a lot of people don't think about it that way joe Mm -hmm.
1: you know they don't i think that's important it is very important and talking about you know this is so important because There is, as we mentioned earlier on in the show, so much misinformation out there. And I think that really comes down to a fight between Wall Street and insurance companies. And the reason for that is because when the money goes to an insurance company, it goes off of Wall Street and banks and brokerages are not making money on that money anymore on your on your money. So it's not saying that Wall Street's bad or you can't make money in the market or that's not the point the point is on from a marketing perspective when you're on tv you're seeing these financial shows yeah. there's those are shows that are talking about wall street money mm-hmm. so they're going to be talking about annuities probably not in a, a a great light and there is good and bad
0: right there's, there's some annuities that, that suck. suck
1: which is what we're talking yeah. about <laughs> but simple features okay talking about someone retired what are they looking for safety Money being there for a period of time, it's a contract. What is why people are attracted to these is because the insurance company guarantees the principal. Mm-hmm. So, say you and, put, and when you make a return, it's locked in. It is. There's crediting periods where the index and there's yeah. different indexes, yeah. different companies, there's great diversity options out yep. there. Yep. But th- there's crediting periods where you are locked in and that's the new value. Very simple, right off the bat, though. Say you place for simple math a million dollars. Into a product, into a contract, let's say it's a five, seven year, nine year, 10 year which is a typical number that we see where someone is using a, this contract as a bond alternative. You put it in there for 10 years and the insurance company guarantees that million dollars. You cannot go below that. No matter if the market crashes 50% down and the index was there that was invested, the index went down, you cannot go below that principal value that you put in. And every time, as you said, Michael, and there's a crediting period, that new value
0: locks in. I just had a client so, lock so, in at twenty percent. Yeah, I was gonna say you you, you had you tell us about that because I think that's important. When people hear this, Joe, there might be like, crediting period time million, but you know, it's like, but if you make money and your crediting periods like in mm-hmm. two years or three years mm-hmm. or one year whatever you make, now that value is now guaranteed Mm -hmm. by the insurance company. So talk about that.
1: So different contracts, different companies, sometimes depending on the index, there's a one year crediting period. So say you have a contract and it's a 10 year contract, then you'll have 10 one year crediting periods. So whatever the index does, if it's up, that growth is locked in. That's the new base value for the rest of the contract until it goes up in the next crediting period, or maybe it's
0: and, flat for that period. Worse you can And that, that index could be the S P five hundred, it could yeah. be the Dow, it could be some alternative. Yeah. That's what we're talking and about when index, we talk about an index.
1: An index, if you don't know, is a collection of publicly traded companies. It's a it's it's a collection of equities, like the SP yeah. five hundred, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, just for those who don't know what an index is. But it's one year periods, two year periods sometimes. Uh there's a contract that we've utilized in the past that has three year crediting periods that has different options in it. I just had someone lock in. Three year crediting period, guaranteed principal, couldn't lose the money 20% over a three year period. That's almost 7% per year on money that's safe and you can't lose value. I think that's a huge (laughs) win. We've had obviously uh, higher numbers of that and locking Mm -hmm. in a two year period. I know there's a contract in the history Uh we've had, what, 28%? Yeah, 28%, 30%. Yeah. But this is, we're not chasing returns here. We're we're looking for safety with reasonable opportunity. And I think so many people, if they could say, I'd, I take seven percent on all my money. The rest of you know my investing life, they would be very happy that. Yeah. That means it doubles every ten years. But yeah. when you factor that in with the private equity and the real estate and the market and other
0: things that we're doing, it can be a great, great piece for protection. Well, and I think Joe, the important part about this, okay, that you got to remember, you know, you can be like, okay, that's interesting, or you know, whatever, is the, the step. Press pause, step back, and realize this is not something that. Um, I, this is my personal opinion. This is not something that you need to be putting your entire portfolio. Mm -hmm. This is a percentage. So just like when Joe talked initially about, you know, building a house and the foundation, when you build a house, right? If you have a dinner party, you don't bring people over to the foundation and say, come check out my foundation, but you need to have a solid foundation Mm -hmm. in order for that house to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. So you can have the dinner party Mm -hmm. and not worry about the house falling down. Right. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you figure out how much, of your wealth. So if you got a million dollars or $5 million or $50 million or a hundred million dollars or whatever the number is, hundreds of millions of dollars, you say, okay, how much of my money do I want to put in a place that is in the foundation, that has safety, that I feel very confident in the reality that there's no market risk. In other words, you're not going to lose any money. In the state of Florida, in the state of Texas, it's important to understand as well. And there are a few other states, but primarily those two right now, Mm -hmm. where you actually have some other protections. Like if you uh, put your money or, or uh, put your money into a product. Really, it's a product, not an investment, but the product of the annuity. You're in a place where you cannot uh, be sued. Right? There's some lawsuit protection, but that money is protected. Uh, also, a lot of people don't realize, Joe, when it comes to estate planning, you know these types of products and these types of annuities, fixed index, equity index, will actually supersede probate. What does that mean? That means instead of going through the probate process of a you know mm-hmm. two years or two and a half years. Uh, or six months, however long it takes to kind of follow, funnel through all that with the attorney, these contracts actually supersede, uh, because they're actually underwritten by insurance companies. They're, they're an investment, um, or, or they're a product, really, but it goes that money can go directly to beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. important. So let's kind of land the plane on understanding the big picture of these. The big picture of these contracts are for those that are in a place in life where they've worked a long time, they want some safety... On, on part of their portfolio. They're not interested in the, in the volatility that can come with bonds. You know. And maybe the rate of return with bonds are 3 to 4%, 5% over time. Maybe they go high yield and they get 6 to 7%, maybe 8 but then they're not going to experience volatility. So they uh-huh. want to try and eliminate that volatility uh-huh. and have safety. Uh-huh. Most of these contracts have a one-to-one reserve ratio, meaning for every dollar you put in, it's uh-huh. backed up. Very important. Okay, so you have a light, high level of safety, and now you're in a place where you're saying, okay, I don't mind averaging five to seven percent. That's the target: four to six, five to seven, over time. And even though your money's in there for an eight or ten year period of time, you you have access to it. Mm-hmm. If you want to take out seven percent a year or ten percent a year based on the contract, you can. So if you got a million dollars in there, you take hundred thousand dollar a year out, no no penalties and no issues. Now, if you pass away early. All of that money goes to your beneficiaries, and it's 100% to them. No issues, no penalties, mm-hmm. no nothing. So that's important to understand. So who are these for? Well, it's people that want to have an element of safety, 5 mm-hmm. to 7%. And I think if you do your research, you can find really quality products that literally are going to give you the ability to make a nice rate of return. And you don't need to be adding, if you have a decent, in my opinion, decent level of net worth, you don't need to be adding a bunch of riders and all these other things in. Mm-hmm. One other little buyer beware, Joe, and I think we would agree with this is there's some insurance companies and contracts out there that will kind of lure you in saying, hey, we'll guarantee that your value will grow Mm -hmm. every year by this amount or we'll give you this big, massive bonus up front. There's nothing nothing that those are necessarily wrong or right, but boy, you really need to make sure that you understand your specific situation. And say, okay, what do you actually need? Because your needs are going to be different than your neighbor's needs and mm-hmm. different than those neighbor's needs. And so it's important, even as as I know you work with clients, we've worked mm-hmm. with clients over the years, everybody's situation is a little different, mm-hmm. right?
1: Absolutely. It really is. And so, again, reiterating what I said before, I think it's so great that we spend time talking about this topic, which is really important and a very important aspect in the overall tool shed of options that are available for planning and what we can utilize to build a plan and a portfolio for a client yeah. to have this available and not avoid talking about it just because yeah. it's controversial, but spend yeah. time educating our clients and the listeners on the show on kind of the more, you know, behind the scenes and, the, and what is available out there instead of just this kind of general idea circulating
0: that I've heard of annuities and they're bad. Mm hmm. Or... Yeah. Do some research. Exactly. And that's why so we're doing that's, that's why we wanted to do this show. Mm-hmm. Listen, and, and I know some of you are out there and you're like, oh, you know, I want to make a lot more than five to 7% a year, or 8% a year. You know, listen, I get that. Okay. This may not be appropriate for you, but if you're older and you're in a place where you're moving into retirement, you know, the moving into the financial red zone, I call it right. You're, you're five to 10 years from retirement or already in retirement. You're starting to think about, I got to protect my wealth. And maybe some of it, this may or may not be appropriate for you. need to really dive in and understand that. But we wanted to talk about all these different ideas, the different types of annuities, the benefits of them, help you to understand there's a lot of research out there. Again, there's a great study from the Wharton School of Business talking about real returns, not hypothetical, not, not you know. Potential actual historical returns of what actually happened. Professor Baba did a great job with that study. And, and again, um, you know, the Yale professor Roger Ibbotson, we've done some work at the Big Board Club there. I have at the New York Stock Exchange talking about de risking portfolios. He's the owner of Zebra Capital, capital large hedge fund. He's been involved in some of the algorithms that you may have seen or used, uh, like with Morningstar, to help you understand is a stock good or bad, or ETFs or, or mutual funds good or bad. Uh, And he also with Zebra Capital, they actually, in addition, have some indices that are inside of some of these, you know, uh, fixed index annuity type contracts. So I guess the point here that we're trying to say is we wanted to uncover some of the anomalies that you may not know. Joe, we talk a lot about the idea that a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. So as we land the plane here, listen, I just wanted to say, I was so glad to have Joe on. Great guy. Uh, Always, always a a great resource. And he's been with the other firms, Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth, helping families over there for some time. If you have questions about your specific situation, you know, what should I have in the portfolio? What does this look like? Head over to leanonthewall.com. It's a great place. A lot of access, a lot of resources there, videos articles that have written in Forbes, and you can pick up a copy of the book if you want, but leanonthewall.com. Maybe you just want to have a 15-minute phone call about your situation or a Zoom meeting, whatever, depending on where you are. Great place. You can go there, connect with the team. They'll help you with that. Um, And as always, the idea is really just unpacking and understanding things. And, And we want to talk about things that we've seen over the years that has worked well for families, good and bad of everything, understand how it works, And then with an expert, right? Just like if you were going to climb Mount Everest, you want to guide, right? Have have somebody that's independent, holistic, and really focused on your needs to help guide you through this process of building the right financial plan for you. Listen, as always, my desire is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. It's so important to me. And I know that many of you probably have friends that are either retiring or retired already. Maybe they're just nervous because the markets are at all-time highs. And you say, what can we do? We'll take a minute and share this show with them to help them uncover and understand the reality of this. Um, Very, very important. And then you can dialogue and have conversation and question. If they have additional questions, again, reach out to us at leanonthewall.com. That's the teams over there helping families with their wealth protect, grow, and reduce taxes. All right, we'll talk to you all soon. Have a blessed one. And until next show, have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Invest Well Show. Please note that this information shared on the show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions specific to your financial situation, please make sure that you reach out to an investment advisor directly or a tax attorney or tax coach or CPA to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions that you may have, please make sure that you seek out a professional to get the guidance needed for your specific situation. Again, all content and information shared on this show is not to be deemed as specific investment advisory advice.